Joy can be stolen. In other words, you give the rights to your joy. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Should we repeat that one? Peace can really be stolen. Hallelujah. You actually give other powers or rulers the permission to take your peace. Hallelujah. In it, they need to come through you. Hallelujah. If they are going to deal or try and steal your joy. Hallelujah. So, so the enemy can only steal your joy because you have allowed him to take it. In other words, the enemy has no power, has no power. I can tell you, demons have no powers, rulers have no power, no circumstance, no situation has the power to take away your joy. You have to allow anything in this life to take your joy. Hallelujah. Amen. And therefore, I just want you today, or rather, if I was to put it this way uh, today, make joy your priority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make joy your priority. Most of you, you are neglecting your joy. Most of you, you are neglecting your happiness. Make it a priority to be joyful. Make it a priority to be happy. It is your job, hallelujah, as some people will say, hallelujah, that your joy is your job, hallelujah. Make it your priority, and no one is going to make joy your priority, but only you can make happiness your priority, hallelujah, amen. Therefore, I am asking you this day that you must guard your joy, amen. Amen. Write it down, guard your joy. Protect your joy. But not only that, like you are doing already this morning, cultivate your joy. Amen. Coming to a church service to hear the word of God, it is also part of cultivating your joy. So I'm asking you, cultivate your joy, protect your joy, protect, uh, 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 rather, protect your happiness. It is very, very important. Hallelujah. In other words, I'm saying to you, do your part. Hallelujah. And when you do your part, you will experience the happiness from God. You will experience joy unspeakable in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Because the kingdom of God, after all, is not about material, is not about food, is not about what to drink, but it is all about joy in the Holy Ghost, after all. Amen. The Holy Spirit has comes, or He comes in us, so that we can experience the joy of the Lord. We receive Jesus, and He lives in us, so that we can experience the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah and glory to Jesus. So, joy is very, very important to any believer. Amen. So your joy is not somebody's responsibility, but your responsibility. I therefore ask you, take joy seriously. I know it's supposed to be taken lightly, but now when you take it lightly, you become careless about it and you allow the enemy to steal it. You need to take it seriously, protect it, so that you can remain in the joy that you find in Christ Jesus. So as much as it's supposed to be light, but you need to take it with a lot of seriousness. Amen? Amen. Can you give Jesus a hand and praise? Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Amen. We will go back to the scripture we read just now. Hallelujah. I want us to turn to the book of Acts chapter 20, verse 35. It reads as follow 
on the God's Word uh, translation. You can read it in any other translation if you want to, really, but I'll read it on the God's Word uh, translation. I have given you an example that by working hard like this, we should help the weak. We should remember the words that the Lord Jesus said. Giving gifts is more satisfying than receiving them. Hallelujah. I want you to just really underline the last part of this verse. Giving gifts, gifts is more satisfying than receiving them. Hallelujah. Amen. Point number one under this message today, hallelujah, on, on the subject that we are dealing with is that generosity, which is giving, satisfies the giver. Should I repeat that one? Amen. Giving satisfies the giver. I'm going to repeat, there's only one beneficiary of generosity. There's only one beneficiary of giving, and that is the giver. Hallelujah. The scripture that we read here, it says, giving gifts is more satisfying than receiving them. Hallelujah. For example, we know that it is uh, December. Hallelujah. And then we say it is a season of what? It is a season of what? It is December, right? And it is a season of? But can I just ask you a question? Is it a season of receiving, really? All right, let's repeat. So December is a season of? But there must be a receiver, right? But it is a season of giving. But what we have done, most of us, we have tended to, the, to, 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 uh, to make uh, December a, a season of receiving. But it's supposed to be more about giving. Hallelujah. Uh, that said, we are not saying don't receive from people. Hallelujah. I like gifts. Hallelujah. So I like receiving gifts, hallelujah, but that is not the main objective, hallelujah, is to give, hallelujah. In other words, you must give more compared to what you receive, hallelujah, amen. If five people are giving to you, it means you should have given to ten at least, hallelujah. You should not be like when your career or your life really, it's all about receiving, receiving and taking from people, hallelujah. It should not be about that, but it should be about giving, amen. So I want to encourage you that giving satisfies the giver and not the receiver hallelujah and you must know that we know that hallelujah because god loved the world and what did he do he gave his only begotten son but not only that because the bible says when jesus was going to the cross because of the joy he despised the cross he endured the shame he endured the suffering already you can see jesus in giving his life for all of us, it was a joyful thing. In other words, he, at the end of the day, he's the beneficiary. I'll tell you why. He has more sons and daughters now. Hallelujah. He has reconciled more people back to himself. Hallelujah. If he never gave, he won't have godly people. He won't have righteous people. Hallelujah. Amen. 
In other words, people will still be separated from him. So by giving his life for many people, he got to win more people for his own good at the end of the day. So giving satisfies, giving benefits the giver. Hallelujah. And that said, you must notice that we never say don't receive. Just learn to give more than what you receive. Hallelujah. Come into church and you receive the word of God. That is great. But what are you giving that is greater than the word that you are receiving? Hallelujah. Amen. So you need to learn in any space, in a relationship, at home, at church, at work, learn to give more. Hallelujah. Amen. If they are paying you, hallelujah, for doing X, Y, Z, can you do X, Y, Z ten times? Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Amen. Because some of you, you are paid more than what you do, actually. Hallelujah. You are just overpaid. Hallelujah. You All you do is to do the absolute bare minimum. No. Amen. You must give more. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Give Jesus a hand and praise. Hallelujah. I mean, if you are a business person, offer your services like like nobody else like give your best hallelujah as a business person as opposed to just taking what people are paying you and i hope god will bless you as you embrace the fact that giving satisfies the giver hallelujah in other words if you want more satisfaction than anyone else on this planet you must be a giver you must give more than everyone else hallelujah glory to jesus that's if you want to be happy glory to jesus amen maybe let's just take a pause what it means is that if you are in a relationship don't be the taker in that relationship be the giver hallelujah so what you must end up having in your relationship you must have two people who are competing to give okay miss call hallelujah give jesus a hand and praise hallelujah amen so you must strive and fight forgiving hallelujah be the one who's giving the most but the other person let them also try to give the most in other words if you want to be happy you must be willing to sacrifice hallelujah people who don't sacrifice will never be happy hallelujah stingy people will never be happy hallelujah be willing to sacrifice be willing to give your best in order to be happy amen glory to jesus so i just gave you a relationship tip here hallelujah that if you are going to have a wonderful great relationship it starts by being a giver hallelujah amen because the one who gives ends up having more joy hallelujah amen the unsatisfied one in a relationship is the taker i can tell you now if you have two people one is not happy you must just know and takers are never satisfied amen hallelujah glory to jesus amen amen if i'm talking to somebody can you just say amen amen so learn to give amen it means you must surrender your life surrender your money surrender your time surrender your dreams your aspirations that's if you want to be happy hallelujah because if when it's all about you receiving hallelujah you will never be happy because you don't surrender anything to anybody you are just a taker you'll never be happy 
In fact, in this church, you will never be happy if you are just a taker. Hallelujah. That you just want to come here to be given the best sermon. You just want to come here to be given the best laying of hands. Hallelujah. And I can tell you which one is the best laying of hands for you. It's a varam club. Hallelujah. Because I think you deserve that one. Amen. Hallelujah. Now you just want to take. Amen. People who are happy in this church are the ones who give their all. Whether it's their money whether it's their time, whether it's their resources, whether it's uh, inconvenience, it's those who are sacrificing who are the happiest. You find any complainer, you know that you are dealing with somebody who's not giving their all. They might be giving, but not their all. Hallelujah. Amen. So all the disgruntled members, you know that is, there's an element of not being sacrificial. Hallelujah. Amen. You must just surrender everything on the altar if you want to be happy in any space. Hallelujah. If you are in a business partnership, it's the same. Hallelujah. Be the one who's willing to give more in the business relationship. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't look for opportunity to be the one who wants to take all. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Amen. That said, I'm not saying be a doormat. Amen. There's a balance somewhere. Amen. Give Jesus a hand and praise. Hallelujah. Amen. After you have given and given and given and you realize these are not the right people, of course, you might have to cut your cost and move on. Amen. You can't be a doormat at the same time. But I'm saying to you, for you to be happy, you must learn to be the giver. Amen. Amen. Maroskaba a dormant. Amen. I think that's a good one. Amen. Next sign I have, I just came while I'm here. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Mm-hmm. All right. Number two. Amen. We are doing well today. Hallelujah. Of which number two is not that different from number one, but uh, for emphasis, I'm giving you number two. Generosity is associated with higher levels of happiness. So what I'm just saying to you, you might be happy, right? Okay, are you with me? But you can experience higher dimensions of happiness through generosity. Should I repeat that one? You could be just normally happy, just standards, but you can experience higher dimensions of happiness, which is joy, by the way. Hallelujah through generosity. So that is associated with that. Research has been done. It has shown that. Hallelujah. It shows that people before this current age, it says people in the US and in the UK in particular, they were much happier before these days. Hallelujah. There was a time back then, long time ago, when their economies were not that great. Hallelujah. But the majority of people were happier. When people were not high earners, were much happier. In other words, with more money and more resources and more everything, it did not translate to higher levels of happiness. Yeah, it never. As the economies were growing, and I can tell you, I heard some people, hallelujah, who were saying they were much happier in 1970 in this country than it is today. And we know that in 1970, they never had a car, they never had a decent, especially a black person who will tell you that it was better during apartheid, hallelujah. But we know that during apartheid, we never had opportunities, we never had more, we struggled and what, what. But what they are saying, they say we were much happier. 
that today we have been liberated with all these things that we have. We are still unhappy. You know why? Because we have just become a bunch of hoarders. We have become a bunch of thieves. Hallelujah. We steal and steal and steal. And guess what? As with more resources, we end up being more unsatisfied, more unhappy. And that is why it's important to give, actually. Hallelujah. So researchers have made their studies and so forth, and they do confirm what I'm teaching you today, that uh, generosity is associated with higher levels of happiness. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Amen. I want to read you the same verse we read earlier on, Acts chapter 20, verse 35 from the message translation. Some of you, you will know that the message translation, right, does not really have sometimes it will aggregate verses into one. So this verse will start from 33 to all the way to 35. So I have left out, I left out 33 and 34, and I suspect that 35 will start here. Amen on the message translation. It says, In everything I have done, I have demonstrated to you how necessary it is to work on behalf of the weak and not to exploit them. Now, probably this is what you will have in front of you. You will not likely go wrong here if you keep remembering, if you keep remembering that our master said, you are far happier giving than getting. Jesus said, it, you will be far happier giving than getting. There is happiness in giving anybody anything hallelujah it is not about the size of what you give the researchers who have done their studies in fact they say it did not matter what the people gave whatever they gave it gave them a higher level of satisfaction a higher level of happiness through that act of giving because suddenly they realized they just solved somebody's problem they just they just realized they became of help in somebody in need hallelujah they just realized they started doing something that is bigger than themselves hallelujah regardless of the size amen and that is why you must practice giving, whether it's here at church, whether it's at home, whether it's at work, everywhere, you must learn to give. Never be the taker in any relationship. Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. And while I'm teaching you to be the givers, it means don't say no when people give you. We are not saying that. Because what I'm teaching can push other, some of you to the extreme that, no, I'm not a taker, I don't receive gifts. No, don't do that. Receive what people give you, and when they've given you, it does not mean now you must pass on the gift. Hallelujah. To use what they've given you. Hallelujah. So if it's your wedding and you're given wedding presents, take them and use them, but don't pass them to another couple. Hallelujah. Enjoy them. Hallelujah. But what it means, take your resources, go buy another gift to give to somebody. Hallelujah. Rauquana, amen. amen. Give Jesus a hand and praise. Amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So I've already said this, I think. It is nice to receive a gift. Like I said, I like receiving gifts just like any of you in the room. Can I see those who like receiving gifts? Okay. My wife and my daughter likes too much. Hallelujah. <laughs> Oh, you like also. Amen. Amen. You do, ne? Can I see those who like receiving flowers? Can I see those who like receiving flowers? All right. Here, here, here's a bunch of people. I just want to ask you and don't raise your hand. 
When was the last time you bought somebody flowers? Amen? Okay, somebody raised their hands. Hallelujah. In other words, if you like flowers, just buy more people flowers. Amen? Do that way. Hallelujah. And glory to Jesus. Look, I love flowers. Okay, don't buy me flowers. I won't appreciate them. I love flowers and I enjoy buying them. Hallelujah. Even when my wife says she doesn't like flowers anymore or she doesn't like certain flowers because they are not good maybe uh, uh, for whatever allergies and so forth, I still buy them. Hallelujah. And I say I bought you flowers. Then I put them far away from here. Hallelujah. But the point is, it is satisfying to go somewhere, buy something and go and give it to them. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Amen. I know these are elementary things, but I learned that most Christians don't know elementary things. Hallelujah. You want to talk about the third heaven, but you are stingy. Hallelujah. You want to talk about the levels of hell. Hallelujah. But you are not generous. I mean, you are not ready for that. Hallelujah. Amen. We need to sort out this. You get this right. We can talk about said heaven. Amen. And glory to Jesus. And some of you, you are so good at giving a church. But besides church, you give to nobody. I mean, that's not generosity. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I know of leaders who are known for giving on TV, but I get to experience them on one-on-one, -on -one, but I don't remember them even taking the bill. Hallelujah. And you ask yourself, what can't they like giving in journey? Hallelujah. So you need to learn to be a true giver, not in certain settings. Amen. Yeah, yeah. Because you are so good at giving at church, but that's it. The whole community knows you as Ngame. But some of you, you're known by the community as a great giver. But this one do anything. <laughs> some of you are great givers at church, but your husband or your wife has never received anything from you. Can you see? So when I'm talking about generosity, I'm talking about it in its entirety. Don't be one-dimensional. Like... You need to be a giver, like a giver in, in that sense. Hallelujah. So you can already see my sermon is not tailored to get into your pocket. Amen. Yes, you must still give into this church, but that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying, be a giver, like in a general sense of a giver. Hallelujah. Because sometimes when we teach about giving in churches, all we are doing, we are saying give into the church and that's where we end. That's not what I'm teaching you today because that will never make you happier. It will make you happy but not happier. If you want to be happier, if you want to experience higher levels of joy, it means you must be a giver everywhere. Amen. Give Jesus a hand and praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Because this is not an offering message, but this is a message about joy. Amen. Hallelujah. And it requires you to be balanced. Amen. Mm. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Amen. So giving will take you to higher levels of joy. It will take you to the next level of joy. Amen. So I'm saying to you, when you do that, when you are generous, right? You are basically offering yourself to something greater than you. And when you offer yourself to something greater than you, already you are on one step in terms of overcoming any form of sadness in your life. Hallelujah. I mean, I, I don't know how accurate is this, but you must check these people who are not that happy. All right? 
who are suffering, let's use mini depression, if I was to put it that way. Hallelujah, not full blown, just a mini depression. I don't know if you have noticed how stingy they are. And I'm not talking about money, they don't share. They fight for the remote. If they have a game, nobody plays the game except them. Yeah, 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 yeah. If they have a laptop, nobody touches it. Amen. I don't know if you know, you, you, you know, you, you, you know people like that, right? Like they, they, they create a small world for them and people must not intrude into their space. And you, can, you are disturbing them if you are, you are sitting next to them because you are an intruder. Do, do you know such people, amen? They want everything to themselves and they live alone. And they, but they, with all these nice things around them, hallelujah. Amen. Have you seen them? Ne? And they are so unhappy, amen? Hmm? They order all the beggars and eat alone, hallelujah, in their little sofa while playing games and nobody gets to see the beggars. Do you know them, I get it? What I just said to you, unhappy people are definitely sad. And some people, not all, some depressed people, their cure is giving. No psychologist required. No psychologist required. Um, no medical doctor required. There's no demon there. There's no chemical imbalance here. We are dealing with stinginess. That when I, you don't want to share your space, you don't want to share your toys, you don't want to share your money, you don't want to share your food. And because of that, you end up being sad. And I'm saying, overcome that. By sharing a meal with somebody. I mean, you've seen some of them, but you go to the restaurant, you know. They thought they'll be happy by going to eat alone, but you could, you could just see how sad they are. And while they could have done, invited somebody and go and share a meal together, hallelujah, amen, glory to Jesus, amen. But because they are counting the cost, because they are stingy, they go alone, they, they become more sad, and they get annoyed when there's two people next to them making noise, hallelujah. Do you know those people, amen? And they call the waiter and say, they are making noise. It's a public space. What do you expect? Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Did, did, did you get that? Amen. And if I'm talking about you, it's your cure right there to learn, to give, and to share. Hallelujah. Very important. Amen. Share your space. Share your resources. Amen. Amen. Share your money. Amen. Coffee is nice when it's drank with somebody, by the way. It's always nicer. You can go and have it alone, but it's nicer when you have somebody next to you drinking the same coffee. I'm just telling you, hallelujah. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Amen. And Sunday course is nicer when you have other people with you. Anyway, let us save time, amen, with, uh, by just moving to the next uh, point. Amen. So I'll say to you, protect your happiness through acts of generosity. So therefore, I want you to look for opportunities to give in the church and outside the church. In this church, I want you to look for opportunities to give. But after outside this church, I want you to look for opportunities to give. And giving is not money. It means you might give your time. How do you give your time? You might help somebody's child with their homework. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You might 
help you might give by uh, uh, looking after somebody's child amen that this couple in your street hallelujah and they only have one child and uh, and they want to go on a date night and you say no not a man i'll look after that's giving hallelujah and you don't charge for that service do you understand i get it and and there might be somebody who does not have enough shoes or enough clothing you give look for opportunities to give there might be somebody who does not have a job in your neighborhood or even here at church and when i your job fella come connect a fella hallelujah or to tell them about a place whereby they are hiring or a website that helps people with jobs it's it's called giving hallelujah so don't limit your giving to money amen so people who give in the manner that i'm explaining hallelujah they are much happier it makes me more happy hallelujah to help somebody to get a job it makes me more happy hallelujah if i was to teach somebody something more valuable it makes me happier hallelujah glory to jesus now what you don't know what you don't know it makes me more happier to preach because i know in my preaching i am helping somebody preaching is giving yourself to somebody hallelujah because you have to spend hours preparing right you, 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 you have to spend your own money buying resources hallelujah glory to jesus amen i had to buy a bible this morning online hallelujah because i needed i needed it this morning hallelujah just so that i can preach this morning amen, amen. and that's giving i didn't give you any money but i got a resource that i can use so that i can become a better teacher who hears what i'm trying to say amen. and therefore look for opportunities to give amen, amen. Hallelujah. yeah yes inside and outside the church this is the final one then we can go home right i know you are saying Murutu, oh, simply it's all deliberate i want it to be simple because we are still struggling with the simple matters we need to get these simple things right then we'll get into the difficult things hallelujah amen. glory to jesus amen hallelujah amen divine strategies for divine breakthrough in christ we'll, we'll deal with that hallelujah i think we have to deal with this issue of happiness amen, amen. Hmm. the last one if you're writing notes this is the last one if you are taking notes i gave you two right so far right amen, amen. that is it is satisfying to give right yes. but also giving makes you happier right amen, amen. and uh, from today really you should not walk around sad because then we'll know that you are not a giver. Amen. Amen. Actually, let me share with you. Actually, for years I used to be a little bit sad at Christmas Day for reasons I've never got to understand up to today. My wife maybe has even noticed. I won't even want people. But I learned I enjoyed my Christmas last year, actually. We had more people in the house and so forth. No, from back then, from back then, even as, as still at home, I'll disappear on Christmas Day, go look for movies and find the cinema is closed. So it has been like that. But I realize actually that's not the way to live. Most of you, 
you are sad because you want to have your space too much. And while you could have just stayed at home, buy videos, watch with them. Like all I get. So what I'm just teaching you, it does affect everybody, even when you read the Bible, even when you go to church, even when they are preaching. Some of these things they don't preach. I was at church for many years. Hallelujah. That bright holy one will keep you sad. Amen. Eh? It's true. It's true, And that is true. You'll still be sad. Now when a little is sad, sometimes you just need people. And then since I've discovered the secret, amen, I've realized people are nice to have around, still have your space, but you can feed from them and remain happy. Hallelujah. And now to have people around you, people only like going to people who are givers. So when people know that when they're around you, they are going to get nice food. When they are around you, they are going to even get some cash. When they are around you, they know that they are presents. I can tell you, you will never run, of, uh, run out of people around you. Okay, even me, I'll be one of those who's coming to you. Hallelujah. I mean, if I know it were coming to you, they are nice sweets. Hallelujah. Coming to you that I know they are chocolates. Ah, oh, you just got a friend. Hallelujah. And I'm just saying, you'll be much happier. Amen. So don't say you are not good with making friends. That is why you are sad. You are not good at giving. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You are not good at giving. Amen. Because if you are good with giving, you should not have issues. It's a sadness, really. Because sometimes you just need energy about, how do I know that? Nobody taught me this one. For years, since maybe 2004, I discovered a secret of going to sit in a coffee shop and minding my business sometimes. And I also get a guy, some kind of satisfaction by having people around me. I don't have to talk to them. What I'm trying to say we are social beings, yes. we are people, right? You need people around you. If you are stingy, just know you'll never have people around you. Amen. Mm. He who wants to be friendly must show themselves to be? Oh, Erin Babyland. He who's friendly must show themselves to be? Friendly. Amen. Amen. Give Jesus a hand and praise as we do the last point. Hallelujah. I was just allowing the last two points to really marinate, to get into your system and realize that your problems in life are easy to solve without a pastor praying for you. Amen. Now let's shoot, let's close. This is where we started, 2 Corinthians chapter, one verse, no, chapter 8 verse 1 on the Good News Translation. Our, our friends, right? We want you to know what God's grace has accomplished in the churches in Macedonia. The Apostle Paul turns around and he says, I want you, you readers of this book, or you people in Corinth, yeah. to be aware that we have friends in Macedonia. And we want to show you that through the grace of God, these people accomplished so much. And this is what they accomplished. At verse number, uh, number two, it says, they have been severely tested by troubles they went through. Now, these people in Macedonia were experiencing troubles, right? They were experiencing suffering, right? They were being tested, right? Hallelujah. Can you see that, man? I want you to see something here. 
so there were churches just like us, okay, who were going through a difficult time, who were going through a tough time. Hallelujah. But, but, but it says, but their joy was so great that they were extremely generous in their giving. Listen to this one. Even though they are very poor, it says these people were suffering. These people were in trouble, right? These people, if I was to do my own translation, were in distress. Hallelujah. These people were experiencing difficult times, tough times. Hallelujah. And then it says not only that, these people were poor. They had nothing. But despite everything around them, the Bible says, but their joy was so great. Amen. Amen. That they were extremely generous in their giving. So there is a link between joy and giving. There is a link between joy and generosity. Amen. So it is your circumstance does not determine your level of giving. All right. I was not talking about your level of giving in the church. That's included. Giving in the sense that I explained today. Hallelujah. So you not having much does not mean you should not. Yes, you did not go to school. We know that. Yes, we know you are not good with mathematics. But there's nothing stopping you to help somebody's child to do well in mathematics. Ah, miss call, miss call, hallelujah. To teach or to tutor others doesn't mean you must know the subject matter. You can just guide, you can just ask the right questions. We have been taught by people who didn't know everything, but they will ask us and show, because you are being in class, they will just try and guide. So you don't have to be the expert to help other people. You don't have to have money to give to others, hallelujah. Glory to Jesus, amen. I mean, there's a thing that I've been noticing lately, hallelujah. As most of you, you know that our traffic lights are usually off these days around the country, amen, especially here in Johannesburg, uh, due to load shedding. I think you have noticed, right? And that this uh, group of people who have decided to be uh, traffic marshals, hallelujah. And some of them, you can't trust them when you look at how they look like. And you can, some of them, they look high, actually, hallelujah. You can see they're intoxicated. But anyway, you have seen them trying to control traffic and helping. And most of them, uh, most of them are doing a good job, hallelujah. And we know also that it's illegal, apparently, from what I hear, hallelujah. But anyway, these guys, they do that and do that. But I've noticed a trend. The people who will appreciate these guys with their 10 rands, 20 rands, and so forth, it's not necessarily the guys in a big SUV or in a sports car. And what I've noticed, I've noticed it's usually these cars that, that like look like Uber cars. No, 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 my pattern, the pattern I've noticed is that sometimes, be me, I'll drive a little bit faster to see the kind of guy who's driving to just make sure it is an Uber. And so far, it looks like it's an Uber. It will be a guy driving at front, and there's a passenger at the back. And I'm going like, there is something. This guy is just driving his Uber car or Bolt, whatever. But because this helps him, what he's doing to move faster, he appreciates, he gives. But that guy who's directing the traffic, he's not 
trained, he's not skilled, he's not knowledgeable, but they do their best. They are giving themselves to help people with the traffic. And the other one on the other side, he says, I also have to give back. And guess what? At the end of the day, everybody's happy. There's less frustration on the roads. Hallelujah. But what I'm trying to say, you don't have to have everything to be a giver. Amen? You, don't, you must look for opportunities to give. Amen? Amen. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Look for opportunities to give. Amen. It says these people, their joy was so great that they were extremely generous in their giving, even though they are very poor. Poor people should give. Don't say no giving is for rich people. I'm going to repeat that one. Poor people, you must learn to give. Giving is not for the rich. Giving is for everybody. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. What do you have in your hand that you can give? Amen. Glory to Jesus. Amen. Amen. This is the point I'm making, which is the last one that you've been waiting for. Generosity will help you change your focus. All right, that's in closing. Point number three, generosity will help you change your focus. This is exactly this. These people were poor, but they did not focus on their poverty. These people were troubled, but they did not focus on their troubles. These people were suffering, but they did not focus on their suffering. What did they do? They focused on helping other people. Hallelujah and glory to Jesus. Amen. You must read verse 3 and 4 at home of this very verse. Hallelujah. You will see actually these people, they actually fought for the opportunity to give. They fought for the opportunity to serve. The, the, the Apostle Paul in fact says, these people in Macedonia, they gave their lives to God. But not only to God, he says, they gave their lives to us, the apostles. And they say, as if that was not enough, they wanted to give their lives for other people around them. They wanted to give their lives for others. Hallelujah. And he says, I was trying to stop them, but they were refusing. They were fighting to be givers. Amen. In other words, giving does not come easy. You must fight to become a giver. You must fight to become a generous person. Hallelujah. Oscar Asimpoyaka. Yes, it's nobody's gift. Hallelujah. It's something you must fight for. It's something that you must strive for. Hallelujah and glory to Jesus. Yes, your circumstances don't allow you to give. Hence, you must fight to become a giver. You have troubles, you have financial troubles, you have all these things in your life, and you're saying, there's no way I can give myself. Amen. And guess what? You must fight to become a giver. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to Jesus. In fact, you'll never be a preacher who preaches the truth if you don't fight to be a giver. Because coming to preach this morning doesn't mean I wanted to. It means I must fight and say, I will give myself to the church. Amen. Amen. I will give myself to God. I will preach whether I like it or not. That's called giving. You must fight for it. Amen. Amen. Because anything that is great requires you to fight for it. Because if it was natural and normal, all of us would be givers. 
The fact that it is difficult, it means, yes, you need to fight to become a giver. In other words, if you are going to be happy, you'll have to fight for your joy. You'll have to fight for your happiness. I just said to you, there is a link between giving and joy, right? Now, if you're going to be joyful, you have to fight for your joy. And one way of fighting for your joy is to fight to become a giver. Because when you are a giver, you automatically become happy. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Go to house now. Next, next, next. Invite yourself to somebody's house and say, I go check it off. That's giving. Hallelujah. That's giving. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Amen. Because some people have food, but they're lazy to cook. But they can't afford to have a cook. Hallelujah. So sometimes you can just offer yourself in that way. All I'm trying to say, your circumstance should not determine your giving. Fight to be a giver. Amen. Fight to be generous. Amen. Let's wrap up quickly then. Amen. So generosity will help you to look at God and not your circumstances. People who don't give is because they are focusing on their circumstances. But people who give, right, they focus on God. They focus on the supremacy of God. They focus on the sovereignty of God. They know that God has got this thing. God is in charge. They move their focus from themselves and focus on God. Amen. In other words, people who are not givers, they are self-focused. They are focused on their circumstances. But people who give, they know that their focus must be God. So generosity will help you change your focus. And in the process of changing your focus, you become happy. Because anybody who's focused on God is bound to be happy. I know there are people going around that you can be sad and be a Christian. That's not true. If the true counsel of God, if the word of God is being preached in a balanced manner in the church you go to, sadness should not be part of your life. Not at all. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. You must count how many times joy shows up in the Bible. It's part of the package. It is the promise of God for your life to be joyful. Amen. It is the promise of God to be happy. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. But this is how you do it. You become generous. Then you change your focus. You no longer look at what you don't have. You no longer look at the, the disabilities you have in your body. You, 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 you begin to realize that God is big. And I can still serve. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Amen. The way we are so determined to share the word of God, which is part of giving, even when COVID came, when we did not have the resources, when we knew that we are not necessarily the best out there, they are the best out there, we fought to continue preaching. And that's how we started the YouTube channel. We started during COVID because we say we will fight for this thing. We'll fight to reach, even if it's two people, we don't care. As long as we can make a difference in somebody's life. We might not have all the resources. We might not have all the top-notch cameras, the top-notch microphones or whatever you call it, or screens. We, with whatever we have, we will fight to give what we have. The little we have. And this is what I'm encouraging you to do. And not focus on your circumstance. 
And suddenly we had a nice time during COVID until it's finished because we had a reason to live. Mm. At the end of the day, when everybody was crying and complaining, we were experiencing the joy of love because we were giving ourselves out there to God. At some point, we were now teaching two to three times a week, if I remember, and we were just going all out and doing whatever we were doing. That's what I'm trying to say to you. Don't look at your circumstances. Look at God. Look for opportunities to serve other people. Generosity will magnify the promise of God and make our present circumstances smaller. You can see now, it changes your focus. If you focus too much on your problems, troubles, suffering, right? If you focus too much on what you don't have, focusing too much on, 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 the, on your circumstances, what happens is that your circumstances become bigger and bigger. When we talk to you, Uri Pastor, you don't understand. It's because now, yes, we don't understand because when now your lens has zoomed this thing, you have now magnified your circumstance. You have now magnified your problems so much that you think that when your situation and your circumstance is so special, it is not special at all. It's just you have focused so much on your situation. What you need to do for your circumstance to become smaller is to change your focus. Giving helps you change your focus. Hallelujah. And you end up focusing on the promises of God. Hallelujah. The promise of God says, give, it shall be given back to you. So as you give, you say, God, yes, I did not have this, but I gave that, and I'm expecting you to give me a hundredfold return. Hallelujah. I'm expecting you, I'm expecting you to give me an increase, oh Lord. I gave my best. Hallelujah. And suddenly you start to see the promises of God becoming bigger and bigger, and your situation becoming smaller and smaller and smaller. Hallelujah. 